Well, hello there. This is episode 19 of the Tata Cancer Podcast. And in today's episode, I interview an incredible couple that has been affected by cancer in a way that most people would never dream of in their worst nightmare. But they have done the ultimate, how do I know, making lemonade out of lemons situation. I don't know. They are so joyous, sweet, and fun-loving. And um, yeah, I was just utterly charmed by Darren and Jen Delvaux, who have their own podcast, which we talk about, which is called Not Today Cancer. They have so many great tips regarding how to navigate the process as a couple, whether you're both dealing with this particular situation or not. And I think they have an incredible amount of wisdom to share. So I am very, very excited to bring that to you. I am recording this podcast from Portland, Oregon. If you've been listening to the show, you know that I just moved here. And so far, I am loving it, although (laughs) we are going through a heat wave. So apartments in Portland don't typically have air conditioning because... The weather is considered mild and it's so rainy and overcast, blah, 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 blah. But um, global warming has uh, had another plan and we are having this insane heat wave and I have been going through the most epic portable air conditioning unit saga that I will spare you the details, (laughs) but... It is, uh, yeah, epic is one word to describe it, and I will not mention the other words I've been using to describe it because they, uh, yeah, those are not, those are not nice, nice words. So, yes, that's what's going on, but this is such a beautiful place. I love my neighborhood. I love working with the members of the Rose City Sexual Health Collective. I am having the best time. So thank you, Portland, for your warm and wonderful welcome. And let's get into this. Hello and welcome to the Tata Cancer Podcast, where we will discuss the physical and mental elements of healing from a breast cancer diagnosis. My name is Junie Boucher. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a breast cancer survivor. When you're diagnosed with breast cancer, you're forced to make life-changing decisions with so much information that's really hard to sift through. My intention is to help provide you with the information you need to make a decision that's going to align your body, mind, and heart so that you can live your best life going forward. I'm gonna be your new breast friend. (laughs) Okay, let's do this. The information contained in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. Please always consult with your doctor for any of your medical needs. So this is something that I've never done on the podcast, but I'm super 
duper excited about is I have a couple on today. It's Darren and Jen Delvo, and they have an incredible story to tell. Uh, so welcome, Darren and Jennifer. How are you guys doing today? Good. Good I'm so you. excited that we're your first. You're my a first couple. couple? Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. That's like, amazing. First yeah, no, no. First couple. That's yeah. so fun. Yeah. And, and Darren, you're the first male that I've had <gasps> on the podcast, which I'm very happy to have. I've been wanting to have a man on. I just haven't really found the right person. So you well, just did. You, I just did. You just did. Find <laughs> <person>. <laughs> and I just want to tell viewers like, uh, so Darren and Jen have their, have a podcast called not today cancer. And it is, you guys are so funny. I, I just love your dynamic. And uh, tell us a little bit about your story, because I think it's just incredible. Yeah. It's kind of a crazy story. And we do, I mean, like we've been through a lot, like it's been an insane roller coaster. I'll dive into both of our diagnoses, diagnosis. Yeah. We make up words <laughs> yeah, too. Right? We make up words, we have fun. And I think that's what life is about. So thankfully Darren, I I've learned so much from him. He started this crazy journey for us and he was diagnosed with brain started on purpose. I know, <laughs> but you started it in 2009. He was diagnosed with brain cancer and like, literally I knew we were just like in our thirties living our life, like completely like just had no idea that this was coming and it rocked our worlds. Yeah. And so scary. And so I didn't even know what I was doing when he, when he had that first surgery, I was like, and it was brain cancer. I was like, how's he going to survive this? Like, I just thought like you have brain cancer, you're a goner. Like I truly, that's what I thought. Well, you know what, back in the day, um, brain cancer was a big deal right now. It almost seems I'm not even special anymore. I think everybody pretty much has (laughs) brain cancer, but (laughs) you know, um, you know, where I come from, it's like brain cancer was unheard of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, unfortunately the, the, I, I don't know if it's because of, um, pu- uh, uh, awareness uh-huh. or if it's just because the environments that it's we insane live in now, how much, and know. it's probably cause we're in this world now we hear about it more, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was just like, we thought things were just going to, it was going to be awful. I thought I was going to lose them. And we've had mm-hmm. some moments. We've had a couple really scary mom- moments with him. He's had three, major brain surgeries, two of them. He was awake for three hours of them. It was like eight hour long surgeries that we did at MD Anderson in Houston. And they literally woke him up to make sure they weren't hitting certain points in his brain. I've heard that brain, brain surgeries. Like, yeah, you have to be awake, right? Yeah. Did, Did they, um, did they ever find a point where I was babbling and they Um, not that they told me. Okay. Because what happens if all of a sudden they ask me a question and I just start talking, talking nonsense. Oh um, yeah. We don't know that. Yeah. So I, I should ask Dr. Prabhu about that. I mean, that would, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, which would mean they're like touching the wrong spot or something. Yeah. I might be just saying like, not even saying real words, you know, because your speech, so they test your speech center and make sure they're like, Oh no, that's like, we can't touch that. We can't get rid of that part. Isn't that crazy? That is mm-hmm. so crazy. Yes. Yeah. They just use these little probes, I guess. So Darren, you've had three surgeries? Yes, correct. Wow. One wow. was like, a, one of them was like a little starter surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of a, it was an emergency situation. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have time to, sh- uh, you know, to search out um, doctors and hospitals and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah. So that was kind of a starter surgery. We didn't it, know what we were really, doing. The, the surgery really didn't work. They didn't really do oh. a very good job on it. So yeah, um, it know, came back baby one. So it came back right away, like 18 oh months later, wow. really aggressive. And so we went to MD Anderson for his next two brain surgeries and they they were eight years apart too. So it came back in 2011 as a more aggressive grade three. And, and we thought, you know, typically it comes back in like two to three years and he went eight without, eight years, yeah. yeah. And so then his oh most gosh. recent surgery was in 2019. And it was March 1st, 2019. And, um, it's a grade four. So he, again, it's a situation where we're like thinking he has 18 months to live, but here we are. How many years, three years later? He beats. Yeah. He's like a walking miracle. He's so amazing, but he's, he, the weird thing is Junie, he has no fear. He doesn't have worry. He doesn't have fear. He just lives his life. He just, it's insane. How do you do that? Well, there's really no other option, but, um, there is, it's not like I try to do it and, and I feel bad for people that, um, they don't have this. I mean, mm. um, it's hard to explain cause I'm not trying to do it. It's just kind of in my, I'm wired that way. Yeah. I guess. Have so, you, you've so, always been like that. I think so. I mean, he's, I, and he's had his moments. Like, it's not like oh, he's yeah. never had break. Like him and I have definitely had some good cries together, mm-hmm. but 98% of the time he's really good. Mm-hmm. And then there's just every once in a while, but that's more like when things are going on, whether he was on chemo or whatever, but you know, I'm just thinking like, gosh, if I was dealing with a grade four and was, you know, you look at the stats for brain cancer and it was a glioblastoma. Mm-hmm you'd freak out. And he just doesn't, he just is like, let's go, let's move, let's party. So he's taught me so much. Oh, I bet. So when I was diagnosed in 2021, we both handle it so differently too. Right. You know, he was like, his attitude has always been like, just kind of stayed the same where I was like control freak. I freaked out a little bit. He would say to me like, aren't you like, don't you see this as a gift? I'm like, no, I'm pissed. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't want this. Uh-huh. So, well, I know how much um, cancer changed my life and my outlook on life. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jen saw a lot of it also, you know, she sees, um, you know, what I went through and now having her in the same situation or kind of the same situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's weird for me that she doesn't or didn't see it as a gift. Yeah. But, um, what do you feel like cancer? What things do you feel like cancer gave you? Um, I mean, not, I think that's an incredible, like what, obviously that's a really strong feeling you have and, and what ways did your life change or your perspective on life? I don't really, um, this sounds terrible, but I really don't give a shit what people think Mm. about, my situation. I focus on my, my wife and my kids Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how I do it. But, you know, before it was always, uh, am I saying the right thing? Am I, Mm -hmm. you know, stepping on anybody's toes when you're given this kind of diagnosis, you're kind of like, Hey, I'm living my life. I'm going to say what Mm -hmm. I want to say. Um, and you're going to do what you want to do, do do what I want to do. So, um, but I think it is a gift because I'm happier. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have the worries that, you know, I used to have about like, you know, financial stuff and, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause sometimes it's like, it really does become a, a financial burden when you're going oh, through sure. cancer, 
And we're lucky enough that, you know, Jen, you know, the way she does her business, it's able to allow us to do that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you, so do you guys have kids from previous marriages or? Yeah. So I was, so we've been married. It's going to be 19 years. Wow. What the heck? In a row. Yeah. So I was married. <laughs> no All in a row? <laughs> All in a row. I was um, married previously. I call it my starter marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a quick 18 months, but I had my beautiful daughter, Maddie from that. So mm-hmm. my ex-husband left when she was nine months old and really hasn't been a part of my daughter's life, which is very okay. Mm-hmm. And so Darren, I met when she was 18 months old. So really she looks as at Darren as dad, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's her dad. So, Mm -hmm. but yeah, so we came together. He was like the single guy living the bachelor life and, and he's like, and I'm like, welcome to (laughs) parenthood. Everything going for me. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you know, marriage is not easy, right? There's always difficult things with Mm -hmm. marriage and you sweat the small things and the little things that do drive you crazy. And I think like what Darren says when he's like, my life is so much better is because our marriage is so much better. Yeah. And we learned to not, you know, you know, how like you get in those knockout drag out fights mm-hmm. that last for like days. Like, yes, of course we get into silly little arguments that last like a minute yeah. and we get over things really fast and mm-hmm. we don't, sweat the small things. We don't get mad at the little things that each other do like that changed. And so we Mm -hmm. became so much closer as a couple and it strengthened our marriage, even though there was so many difficult moments that we had to navigate. Sure. Like more than most. Well, yeah. Yeah. Way more than most people. I would definitely say. Yeah. 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 And I think like with Darren's first surgery, you know, he did so well in recovery afterwards that we were Mm -hmm. able to that's when we really realized like life is short. Let's date, let's have fun. Like he recovered quickly, but after a second brain surgery, he had, um, it was really bad. And he was on Mm. chemo and radiation for a year. He had a stroke after like he had to learn everything. I had to teach him like, okay, we get in this elevator. Now, what do we do? He didn't know how to do anything. Yeah. I still like (laughs) escalators and people movers. It's Uh like, it's like a death trap for me. <laughs> really? Just oh, your yeah. brain is just like, not does it, not compute. I don't know what to do. And yeah. I don't mean to laugh, but I do laugh. Like it's interesting watching him try to get on a, on a, those people movers at the airport. Is it because <laughs> the thing is moving and, and just, it doesn't like seem to compute? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of things that just, um, I don't understand them. Um, yeah. Like I still can't figure out like, when I'm drinking out of a straw, I uh-huh. don't understand why things aren't, um, or no, I'm taking my medicine uh-huh. with a, and I'm using a straw and I don't understand how the pill is getting, doesn't get stuck in the straw. So mm. I, that still to this day, I, I can't believe it. I just, I just kind of take a leap of faith and hope that's what happens. <laughs> so He's his like, brain... I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> his his brain wow. definitely works different. Yeah. And, um, like even today we were in the car and he was putting a seatbelt on, but he had something in his hand. So he was putting a seatbelt on seatbelt on from a different, not his typical way to put on a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. And he was so confused and he couldn't <laughs> figure out what he was doing. Yeah. So like weird things like that happen, but we've been dealing with it for so many years that yeah, we just, we laugh it off. We look at each other. It's no big deal. We kind of laugh it off, but 
the tough stuff I think was he like navigating the marriage. Like if you want to dive into that, of course. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. that was, that's our, our biggest. Um, well, is it still what? a huge deal? No. Or did we get no, past that? No, we're we really that. good. So after that, that whole year of healing and radiation and chemo and him learning these things, all of a sudden a year later, he's like, he's all of a sudden doing good. Mm-hmm. And our relationship had completely turned into caretaker. Yeah, and, I bet. you know, like it was, it, there was no romance. I did not look at him that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a male is different than a female where when mm-hmm. he was ready, he was like, all right, I'm ready. I'm good to go. And I was like, uh, wait a minute. Yeah. I've yeah. been taking care of you for a year. Yeah. And you know, it, it had to be um, hard on her because I mean, I had like a balloon face. I weighed 135 pounds, you know? Wow. So I was like, I was, I didn't feel like I was attractive. It had nothing to do with that though. Like, no, let but, me say that really that's... quick. It was not about looks. It was about, it was like, I was, a, a, a I was taking care of them. Your role. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was a completely different role where we had to figure out how to get that back. And I think, unfortunately, we have talked to other couples that didn't ever get that back. Yeah. And that's, what's so sad to me. So it took work. It took us going to therapy. Yeah. We were very open and honest about our feelings. And, um, I told him like, he knew, like, I wasn't trying to hurt him, but yeah. I needed to get there again. And it took work. It took dating again. It took like, just, just doing different things. And almost like, I hate to say fake it until you make it, but you kind of mm-hmm. have to do that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of, how we've gotten through it, but it's, you know, it's been up and downs. And even then when I was diagnosed, I was mm-hmm. like, my breasts just try to kill me. Yeah. I don't feel like my breasts are very sexy right now. Right. I still think they are. Any breasts <laughs> are sexy. <laughs> and he's just so, yeah. Yeah. He's that's, so good. No. I, and I, that's one, when I was listening to the specifically the, you know, medical menopause and the effect it had on your marriage. And, and I appreciated the honesty you guys discussed that with, and that you're discussing it with now, because I think it's really important for people to know that they're not alone, that these are normal feelings and that you can get back from that. Um, and you know, one thing I've been talking about recently, cause it's a new development. I mentioned this on your podcast is how I'm working with the Rose city sexual health collective in Portland. And there are, you know, my job supporting these sex therapists and sex coaches, like this is the perfect example of, you know, when you can ask for help and like get support and how important that is, because clearly you guys are happy. You can feel when I listen to your podcast, it always makes me feel great when I hear a couple that clearly loves each other, has been through a lot and also likes each other. You can Mm. tell you guys actually like each other, you know? And I, I think that's so awesome as, I mean, I, I am single and I'm actually pretty cool with that because I've been coupled for most of my adult life and I've, you know, but, but in being single has its own advantages, but also, you know, I, I hope to one day have a long-term relationship again. And I look at the, the things that I want and you guys have so many of those things, which is this mm. sense of humor and yes. honesty, like true intimacy. There's no way yeah. to not have true intimacy when you've nursed each other through oh, you know, these yeah. types of medical crises. 
and so, that we're both we've both been on both sides of it is what's so insane. Yes, yes. But yeah, he's my best friend, and I, I mean, it would not we would not be the way we are today if it wasn't about being open and honest yeah. and figuring out what we can do because we could have been closed off. We could have just been getting by, but we did the work, you know, so it wasn't just us doing the work that we did. I also, especially with me dealing with menopause, I had to go to my doctor and she talked to me about like, I just thought I was out of luck because I can't take hormone therapy. And I just thought this is my life now. Like sex is going to be miserable. It's not what I want to do. I didn't have any drive. And I told Mm -hmm. Darren that too. Like yeah. I said, Darren, yeah, we talk I, about it. I'm like, mm-hmm. listen, this is not about you. So he never in his head was like, she's not attracted to me. Yeah. You know, it's being honest with each other. Yeah. Even if you think like this might hurt the person, like, like I, I knew Darren would understand, but I had to be honest with him. I don't want to do it right now mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm going to get yeah. help for it. We're going to figure this out, but this is where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. Cause I can just do it on my own. Darren, so. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. No, no, don't apologize. I love it. I feel like people who listen to my podcast appreciate the, the, the realness and the silliness. And, um, well, I mean, just on that subject, I think it's also awesome that you were able to be honest, but also that the other person was able to take your honesty at face value, because I think with matters of you know, sexual attraction between couples, it's easy to get overcomplicate things or try to read between the lines. And depending on your own place of comfortability or confidence within yourself, even if you say it's not about you, for some people, it's impossible not to be like, but it has to be in some way, or even honest, you know, if they're not even doing it consciously, do you know what I mean? So I feel like, I feel like it's great that you guys, and that's one thing I, I feel like I'm always telling friends who are lamenting about something in their relationship. It's like, well, have you talked about it? And what did, and what did they say? Okay. So why don't you just believe what they're saying? Yes. (laughs) Like, you know, that's, that seems to be like a key. So we live in this, I think as women, we live in this fairyland or fairy world or whatever world um, where we're like, where we just, yeah, I knew I was missing something there where we, (laughs) we just, um, we want, we, we think husbands can read our mind and we want them to like, we're like, oh my gosh, he should have brought me home flowers or why didn't he do this? And like, and then we're mad at them and they're like, what did I do? Yeah. And so now Darren and I literally tell each other what we want. Well, you know what? That's amazing. It, it takes, uh, you know, for me, there are times when I know that I didn't bring her flowers. You know what I mean? So it's also, I have to take responsibility for the, for my actions. Um, Cause I, I, now I do pr- bring her flowers mm-hmm. like spontaneously. You do. Um, You're good at it. But it's like, it's, it's it's an evolving relationship with every person. Yeah, It mm-hmm. is. It's never like, okay, this is what it is for the rest of our lives. Yeah. Everything is different. You have to change in with, you know, with everything you do, you got to keep changing it. I mean, what advice do you have for other couples that are navigating the cancer journey? I mean, hopefully, well, yeah, <laughs> nobody wants to hit that situation, but if they do, what, what are your top tips yeah. for that? I know it is weird because it is couples that do there. We aren't the only ones. I thought for a while there, I'm like, there can't be anybody else. Right. But there are, but even, I mean, even if it's not dual diagnosis, diagnosis, however you want to say it, Darren, (laughs) 
even if it's not both, even if it's one or the other, I think it's really important. Like for when when Darren was diagnosed, whoever is the person that has the diagnosis, I really think it's important to listen to them. Darren made Mm. sure to just say, Mm. this is my thing. This is how I want to do it. And I completely uh, understood, you know, and I would offer my suggestions. Like, like I changed everything when I was diagnosed and he was like, no, I don't, I want to be me. I want to be the same person. Mm. So I had to respect that. And, you know, he respected my decisions and what I've done and, and that I'm a little different than he is and how I've handled it. And so I think it's just a risk, a mutual respect with how each other's going to handle the diagnosis Yeah, and just that open communication. And I think like, you know, there might be times where you're in the thick of it, whether you're doing chemo or radiation or whatever, and you're not feeling it, but when you start feeling better, it's getting out there and dating again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Going we're out going as a couple. D- we're going on a date tonight. Yes, we are. Right? We do. You we date are? often. What are you guys yeah. going to do? We're going we, to dinner with friends. We love to go out to dinner. Our favorite thing is going out to a nice restaurant and sharing a bottle of red. And we're just, we love. And golfing. And we love to golf. Yeah, we golf yeah. together. So That's uh, fun. And you can get some walking yeah. in with the golf maybe. Yeah. 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 yeah we, uh, we take uh, long, aggressive walks. <laughs> we do. We take long <laughs> aggressive walks. Aggressive walks. She's like. She is one That's of those like fast walkers. He mocks me, and I, yes. I can't even handle it. Yeah, oh, I, I get it, I get in trouble all the time for being a fast walker. Yeah, are you short, Jen? How yes, tall are I'm you? Okay, five two. I, yeah, okay, I'm I, five I one. Oh, it might yeah, be a I, short I can't person. Even believe you guys go like that fast. <laughs> We're fast. We're speedy. Well, we have to. Well, for me, when my when I was a teenager, my mom and I were like shopaholics. <laughs> And my mom was a fast walker, so I'd have to keep up with her at the mall, but it stuck with me. And I also think that when you're short, like you're used to walking faster to keep up with longer legs. Yeah. But I have, I have a friend who it drives her insane. Like she's always just like, I can't, I can't. That's so funny. (laughs) But I think it's, I think it's really also getting back to that is just creating fun. Mm-hmm. Like, like you got, I, I, gosh, life is so precious. None of us know what's going to happen to us and you have to do what brings you joy and have fun mm-hmm. and just to be here to soak all that up. And, and mm-hmm. of course we're going to have our days, like, trust me, I've had them. It's not all like perfect here, but getting through those emotions, like letting those emotions come, releasing those emotions and then be like, okay, game on. And sometimes yeah. You have to be that person. Like Darren would say to me, come on, Jen, let's go take a walk. Let's go. Let's go. And I'd be like, I'm so tired. Though this was like during treatment. Mm -hmm. So tired. He'd be like, come on, you're going to feel so much better. And I always did. And I did the same for him. So Mm -hmm. it's sometimes pushing your partner, you know, to get him to go do things and just, Mm -hmm. you know, but this is what I I really want before I forget. Um, There are times like, you know, we have separate, we have our, our, interests together but we also have separate interests Mm -hmm. and so there are times when i'm like i want to go golfing she doesn't she wants to go on this aggressive walk so but (laughs) what i have to do is i mean it's a give and take yeah i don't want to take a long walk but i do it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. i end up enjoying it um but you you have to it's a give and take relationship so because sometimes jen will be like um, let's go on a walk and I don't want to. And mm-hmm. she'll be like, come on. She's, you know, I and I'm this. like, yeah, I'm like, why am not, I am, why wouldn't I yeah. want to go take a walk 
with her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you said too, like we have our own things. That's important too. Yeah. To have your own life. Like sure. we have our things outside of each other. So that's important. Yeah. And how do you... way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you guys so I, I want to do an episode about caretakers and how yeah. caretakers, you know, that's a lot um, mm-hmm. for people too. And so what were some things that you guys did for yourselves when the other person was going through it and you were in the caretaker role that kind of recharged you? Would Do you have any tips in, yes. in that realm? Oh my gosh. Such a good question because honestly, like sometimes, and I've been on both sides, I think sometimes right. being the caretaker is harder than yeah. the patient. And I think Darren would say this too. And I would say it, I mean, um, because you, you try so hard, you hate to see your loved one, the person you love in pain or whatever they're going through. You hate to see that. And if I didn't take care of myself, I have no idea how I would have been able to take care of him. Mm -hmm. So every single day I worked on me every single day, like I never missed a day and he would not let me, nor would my family. Mm -hmm. So there was a month where he was in the hospital, not doing well. And I also am a caretaker where I I will not let him be alone. Like I refused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that hospital, there was somebody, whether it be myself or a family member staying, staying the night with him or throughout the day. But my family would be like, you need to go home. You need to go get your workout in. Right. You need yeah. to. So I would take care of myself as much as I could. And because that was important. And I, yeah. I also needed yeah. it. Um, Probably, be, first of all, I needed somebody. Yeah. I really did. And Jen was there 24-7 yeah. for the most part uh, until she needed a break. But um, I, I mean, I also just needed to just be myself. I need. I wanted silence. I wanted, I didn't want to talk. Mm. Um, and so, and I think Jen understood that also. Yeah. It's like, we yeah. can't sit here in and in have a conversation for 24 hours. Yeah. Oh, well, you sure. were asleep a lot of it. Yeah, he doesn't remember a lot of it. So, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think there was a lot of things that he was basically, I mean, when you're the patient, you're having issues like you were on a lot of drugs and sleeping a lot, which was a good yeah. thing. He needed yeah. to sleep. But yeah, those so drugs were awesome. Dude. But, yeah. <laughs> but it's really taking care of you. It's going mm-hmm. out with your girlfriends. It's, mm-hmm. you know, so for somebody that's listening that maybe um, isn't the one that has cancer or they're not the caretaker, but their friend is going through it and they're the caretaker, mm-hmm. invite that friend out, yeah. go do yeah. things like getting That's out with my idea. girlfriends and just pretending like life was normal yes. was everything because for us too, like he was so sick for an entire year that even our kids couldn't even really have friends over cause he was almost sick daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, it was rough. And taking care of ourselves, taking time off from cancer, I think is such yes. a great point. Just like, so, I remember so that I was, so there were times when I was like, I seriously, just, yeah. I like I would, people would be like, how are you? And I'd say, Oh, blah, 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 blah. And I'd say, how are you? And they'd be like, Oh, it's, it's not important. It doesn't, it's not, yeah. nothing is going on with me. That's it's, I was like, seriously, please. I yes. need to know what's going on with you. I don't care if you think it's petty, please. I just need to think about something else. You know? I know so, Darren and I would do yeah. that all the time. We'd go on date nights. Like we don't have, can- we're not talking about cancer. Yeah. We don't have cancer. And that would be annoying for us too. So for maybe somebody <laughs> else that's listening that, you know, your friend, you want to treat your friend normal too. 
talk yeah. about the things, right. talk about your struggles. They, we don't, we want to hear that because we're just yes. like so sick of talking about our situation. Yes. Like, yeah. And everybody, yeah. everybody and their mom, bless their hearts are asking you how you are. Yeah. You know that, that, how are you question? You're just like, Oh, I know. <laughs> but oh my um, gosh. at the same time, you know, you're like, that's so sweet that you're asking, but like, mm -hmm. Can I just send a mass text because I'm so <laughs> sick of talking about myself? I um, know. Well, so these are all such good things. And so, Jen, I wanted to highlight what you're doing now because I think it's really amazing that you've taken your experience and transformed it into some a way to help others. And can you talk a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So I started out um, years ago with into fitness and health. So I've coached women on their own health journey for years. And, you know, so many people would say to me, but I don't understand you're, how did you get cancer? You're the healthy one, but you know, anybody can get it. It's, mm -hmm. But I wouldn't get, like, I was able to heal so much quicker because of what I already had inside of me and already being healthy. Yeah. So I now help women. I, I still help women on their fitness journey, but I took it to another level where I realized like once I was diagnosed and after his diagnosis, I was like, okay, God is really trying to tell me that <laughs> this is my calling. Yeah. So I wrote a book, Not Today Cancer, a non-typical survival guide for the girl that wants to thrive, not just survive. Ooh. And then I was like, okay, now I'm going to take it a step further. And I coach women who are going through cancer, really taking their power back and now even be, I think it's it's almost like evolves in each stage. Yeah. So I also help women and I dove into the the research of menopause and how I to get through that. that because the majority of women are blasted into menopause that deal with yeah. a breast cancer diet overnight. Seriously. And yeah, and there's so many things that come along with it. So it's almost like whatever I'm going through, I figure out how to get through it and then I share. So yeah. I'm kind of like a cancer coach, menopause coach, and health and fitness coach. Yeah, uh, I think that's amazing. One of the things um, she also, she has a program that says, uh, not today, menopause. Yeah. Yes. So I, well, today it has become like her. Mm, it's ours. Our, it's our perfect. Thing. It's yeah. perfect. I love that name. I, think I know. Yeah. And one, I want to say something about uh, Jenny is- um, the things that Jenny, like she has so many irons in the fire that keep <laughs> her busy. And it amazes me how she's able to juggle all the things that she does. And she does it to help people. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, she's so selfless in what she does. Um, that I can't be, I it, I can't even wrap my mind around me trying to do something like that. So I am so proud of her. <laughs> oh, and thanks, Jaren. She dedicates her See whole life is. to helping other people. I love it though. Yeah. Literally, it it is, it is what feeds me, my soul. Yeah. Like it makes me so happy to know that I'm helping somebody else for this journey because that's what I needed. Yeah. When I was diagnosed, I wasn't like Darren. I was like fearful. I was so scared. I was like, mm -hmm. I, like literally I thought, Oh my God, I'm going to die in like two weeks. Like I was so scared mm -hmm. and I wanted to see somebody ahead of me getting through it mm -hmm. and, and laughing at it a little bit and yeah. kind of like getting through it in, in a lighter way. <laughs> and, and I, and that's what I needed. And so I'm that for other person or for other people, because I want to show people they can do it. They can get through it. Mm -hmm. Breast cancer diagnosis is not a death sentence. It's a life sentence. It's going to teach mm -hmm. you how to live. 
Mm-hmm. That's a that's wow. a really good sound bite. Breast cancer is not a death sentence; it's a life sentence. Ooh, yeah. that you really has. Had a, to have read that somewhere. I didn't. I just Ooh, came out of me. No that's like when I was that. on your podcast. The yes took my breast but gave me balls. Yes. But okay, this is this is so good, Jen. Okay, we did. Did you guys hear? You heard it here first. That's Jen, Jen Delvo <laughs> copyright. I, yes. I still think that it might be. I, I don't think I you think made that, that up. I actually think we have a post that we says. Google it. Cancer is not a death sentence. It's a life, but I said breast cancer. Oh. So that's different. Yeah. That's right. Whatever. I've really... never heard it. So I, that, that just like, that was like a mind blown. Yeah. That's such a good to, way to put it. And I have to, I feel like I have to say this too, not to minimize anybody who didn't get through this a lot. Do you know what I mean? There are people who unfortunately <sighs> yes. don't get through this. And, and I mean, we've lost my stepmom and his mom. And like, we've lost a lot of loved ones to cancer. <laughs> so I'm, I never want to say like, Oh, we, because we fought hard and we made these changes. We are better. Or, you right. know what I mean? Like cancer can suck. And yeah, those people still want to be here. So I don't want to discredit anybody and say, Oh, they didn't try hard enough. Cause I hate yeah. that. But, and I think sometimes yeah. people like think that because my message is always really positive. Like I understand yeah. that it's not great for everybody, but yeah. I just feel like it's it's really taught us, Darren and I, how to live and live to mm-hmm. the fullest and live freaking life. Like we have fun, we yeah. do what we want, and we Every we say day. we say mm-hmm. yes to things like vacations and travel, and you know we stay in the fancy hotels. We do the things like we yeah. make fun of the craziness like when yeah. darren has when we're in md anderson for his treatment we're staying at some swanky hotel living it up you know what i mean that's how we do because it yeah. makes that's us feel better. yeah that's how that's we awesome. do awesome yeah, yeah. And, and i think it's great that you brought that up i've actually i just had a friend this week pass away yeah who had supported me through my journey and it came back not long ago and basically she was told like you have a month wow and um wow. and and she just passed away this week and it was something i've been kind of conflicted about like how do i bring this up because that's the but it but also it was it, the reality is that cancer is cancer will take lives you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and and um and it's gut wrenching Mm-hmm. And, you know, and once, I mean, obviously you guys are such a beautiful example of acknowledging and living through the hard times because mm-hmm. you've had hard times and also finding the, the moments of joy wherever you can. But I love that you said that because that was something I've been trying to figure out how to articulate. I know it's it so just, hard. Like you have to acknowledge and kind of almost respect mm-hmm. the pain that comes with being in this world. And as somebody yeah. who's helping cancer survivors and myself included, like that's just a part of this world. Right. And, and it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not all. And, but, but you guys are really showing people what perspective is mm-hmm. and also the almost like a mindfulness because there's, I know you meditate, Jen, that things come and go. So yeah. like, I love that when you talk about your 
crappy menopause days or Darren, your struggles of these like really difficult recoveries through surgeries and other treatments, like let yourself have those bad days. And mm-hmm. some, yeah, some days we just have to be like in our mope, <laughs> you yes. know, our deep Agreed. mope. Um, yeah. but, but like if you support each other and are open about your love for one another and feel accepted by your loved ones. And I think that that's really healing and supportive and, you know, um, I I'm, it's awesome to have you guys as an example. I'm sure you you inspire, obviously you inspire tons of people. You're inspiring yeah. me. And I think it's amazing what you're doing about the, the menopause, because that's Thank something you. that I've found is, is very, people are really confused about <laughs> they need that help. And so is it like a course? Like it, yeah, it's a course. Yeah. Okay. It's just like, it's a really simple, I mean, Mm -hmm. I, it's a, it's only 1999. Yeah. It's so cheap. Like yeah, it's just this, it's this little course where I talk about each, there's like a little different module where it's Mm -hmm. nutrition and sleep. And we talk about stress and we talk about sex and we talk about, um, literally, uh, hot flashes, any symptom that comes along with menopause. I do a deep dive, like a little video and just come some info on, you know, how to get through that time and what's worked for me and just some, yeah. That's so cool. Uh, We'll, we'll link to the show notes, your podcast, the not today menopause, the book, all the things. Awesome. And I have nothing to offer by the way. Yes, you do. You're just so cool. You no, you, you are part of the podcast. I love your sense of humor. I love your supportive, loving relationship and, you know, just how cool that you I don't know. You're just, obviously you're a very cool guy with your sunglasses and with your, (laughs) your fearless, your fearless attitude towards life. I think you're, you're unique. And I I love the voice that you both bring to these different iterations of this experience and and the voice that you bring together as a couple. It's uh, you guys, I'm sure are just, it's like your beacon of light for people to, to navigate this really, sometimes tough experience. So yeah, yeah, before we, we wrap it up or I always like to ask people, you know, is there any last things you'd like to, to add? I mean, I think we covered it all. I think we covered a lot of ground. We did. I think (laughs) the only thing, first of all, Junie, I think you are fantastic too. You are so incredible and you are so inspiring to so many people as well. Um, I, I would say the last thing just, you know, again, being open and honest, you know, Darren and I, yes, we live our lives, but we also understand, like, especially with Darren, given the diagnosis that he has, it's like, we've had the heavy talks. We've, we've talked about like, okay, what if, what do you, he actually jokes around about it all the time. Like what he wants for his funeral. And like, I'm not joking. Yes, he is. Uh, He wants it to be a black tie event. Like he's ridiculous. (laughs) And he wants a statue out front in, in our driveway or a statue of you. Yes. Doesn't, statue myself yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah like why wouldn't you that? why wouldn't you yeah yeah so he said so neighbors can still come over and have happy hour but we do <laughs> i know we did actually have a really deep conversation one night where there was tears it was yes. gutful it was it was a mm. gutful it was um that beautiful gut-wrenching yeah. just like this this night where there were so many emotions but it was so incredible because we talked about 
everything. Yeah, and I don't think it has to have that. Yeah. So when you, when you have cancer, whether it's a stage one or stage four, whatever, I think everybody should have it. It's just to have that talk where you're like, okay, if this happens, here's what I think. And we, mm-hmm. he, it was, it was pretty incredible talk yeah, that we built. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it was mostly emotional stuff, but it's also tied to financial stuff. It's tied to, um, you know, business stuff. It's mm-hmm. these talks have to be done in every way possible. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, another thing, um, that I wanted to say before I forget is Jenny and I, these podcasts are so therapeutic for mm-hmm. us. It's like right when, as soon as we're done right here, we're going to be laughing and smiling and being like, that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. this is really cool that, you know, we get to meet you and stuff like that. So, um, it's just very therapeutic for us. Yeah. And that know? is totally. important is having some sort of type of outlet for whoever's going through it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we've had so much fun. I can't thank you enough. I, that's what, mm. that's the beauty of, listen, I hate cancer. I don't love it at all. I mean, there's so many, but there's so many blessings from it. And yeah. one of them is the incredible women that I have met yeah. on this journey. Like it's, that's, what's been so cool. Yeah. She the community. Yes. <laughs> friends jenny (laughs) the community is amazing and yeah i've met so many so many great people and i get a lift too you know i get i like Mm -hmm. just hearing your experience and and knowing that the words and advice you guys have is seriously going to help people (laughs) and also i i love what you said darren about just the talks because i'm sure that knowing you guys know what the other person wants even if you're joking although i i don't yeah. think i don't think you are joking i do think you want that such <laughs> and i and hey time, and why not but uh um, right. knowing that if something happens that you know in your mm. heart what your loved one wants yeah. and being able to face that and talk about it I feel like there is some peace there that will allow you to kind of be more full and present in life. I I mean, I don't, it's so true. Yes. Darren has said to, he said, he's like, he'll say all the time, like I've lived my life. I've done everything I've wanted. Like he's, he's accepted. He doesn't have fear around it. Right. Not at all about like death or anything. Like he's just Mm. like, Hey, I'm living every life, every day to the fullest. And like, mm-hmm. this is where we're a little bit different where I'm like, I'm not ready for that, it is. but we he's do a whole other podcast on, on <laughs> that, but it's yeah. two to time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, y- you guys are amazing. This has been one of my favorite episodes. Yay. Yeah. So, so, so this fun. is, this is such a cool, I'm, and the, the listeners can't see, but Jen, I'm obsessed with your nails. Oh, thank Your you. Your nails look so good. Well, and if, she spends enough money on <laughs> and are and follow follow you guys on on social media. And Jen, I love that you the other day you were posting all these like outfits and yes. um and you were you were hitting all my like girly needs because I was just like, oh, those are so cute. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but um yeah and i was like i can't decide because you're like what should i wear and uh, i was oh, like yeah. I can't. they're all adorable because you're adorable i think anything oh, would thanks. look good on you but um anyway you guys thank you so much for being here taking the time out of your day and uh i have an amazing time on this date tonight mm-hmm. we go on dates at all the time who are we kidding good yeah. no that's yes. so important that's so important um well keep rocking it and, and thank you for having us. We've had yes. so much fun. So yes. Awesome. All right. All right. So, oh my stars, 
are those two not the sweetest ever? I get so many warm fuzzies from this episode. That's why I pushed it to the front of the line. Not because I don't think the other episodes are also amazing and chock full of information, but I just felt such an energetic boost from these two and their positivity that I felt like maybe you, dear listener, are also feeling the same way. I don't know, but I feel like they're so inspiring. So I will include in the show notes uh, information about Jen's book, about Jen's Not Today Menopause program, and about their mutual podcast, Not Today Cancer, so that you can follow along with these two and their incredible journey of life. And also, yeah, so um, in terms of me, um, I am working with the Rose City Sexual Health Collective. So if you are a breast cancer survivor or a non-cancer survivor who is looking to improve your sex life, um, with a holistic foundation of nutrition and uh, sex coaching, please reach out to me or any of the other practitioners at the Rose City Sexual Health Collective. You are also welcome to access my freebies. I have the self-love dance party playlist, which is just like a habit, um, what do you call it? Habit stacking freebie that allows you to pump yourself up with some self-love and get some exercise in. I've also got the Tamoxifen Facts and Feelings Workbook. So for women that are struggling with the decision to take Tamoxifen, whether to go off of it, whether to even start it, these are the this is the information gathering tool that you can use to kind of see what the reward or risk benefit would be for you specifically. And uh, also I've got the breast cancer grounding kit. So if you've just been diagnosed with breast cancer and you do not know north from south and uh, you're struggling mentally, you can utilize this little toolkit that has a really grounding recipe, a meditation, and some journal prompts that will help you find your true north again and and try to get centered so I appreciate you listeners so 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 much um please if you like this podcast leave a review that is so so beneficial to the podcast I don't earn any money from this it's not a greed thing it's just about helping other people find it making it a little bit more visible Ooh, good thing to to note we have become visible on the Canadian charts. So uh, Tata Cancer is charting in not only the Netherlands, but Canada now. So hey, a Canadians. And uh, I don't know what I would say to the people in the Netherlands, except that I love you and... Um, keep up the good work. <laughs> All right, guys, have an incredible, incredible couple weeks. I will be back. I'm taking a couple days off this week. It won't affect the podcast, but um, I'm going to spend some time with a wonderful person who's coming to visit me that I'm very excited to see who also happens to be incredibly handsome. So I will leave it at that. Anyway, I'm wishing you well. Thanks so much. <laughs>